Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 141, Visions and Dreams, part two. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Welcome back to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. Boy, the world's getting crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah, it has gone off the rails. It, yeah. it, it, you know, I've heard the expression, <laughs> the inmates are running the asylum. <laughs> the crazy's not the definition anymore. I mean, it's just, yeah. This, this is definitely, a, so all the more reason why maybe the subject matter today is going to be so important, because this will be part two of us talking about visions and dreams. Okay. And I'm to the point now where I'd almost rather go to sleep than face the reality of what's happening. Well, it's like you, you read the news and you're like, am I, am I awake right now? Is this real, right? I know. Because every day it gets worse. I'm this close to saying, I don't think I can read the news ever again. I mean, and I don't think I would be harmed. I think I, I was about to say, I think I'd be better off if yeah. I never opened the internet again. Yeah. But, you know, I can't because it's everywhere. Well, you know, interesting you say that, John, because coming up in June, we're going to do an episode on AI. Uh-huh. And uh, in the course of doing research for that, I watched the Social Dilemma movie yeah, yeah. about internet, um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. all that stuff. And boy, it, it whether the designers of it intended it or not, it is certainly certainly being used to destroy people. And their lives today. Well, not by designers. You mean the men, the people, right? Like they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. What was controlling them knew yeah. exactly what it was doing. There you go. Okay. There you go. That's exactly true. Well, we're going to dive into that in an upcoming episode very soon. But today we're going to get back to talking about visions and dreams. This will be part two. And as always, this episode is brought to you by our premium subscribers to Bible Mysteries Podcast. We call them Seekers. Mm-hmm. And we want to give a shout out to Chris P, Charles P, and I bet you might I know, know Charles that guy. P. Do you? Yeah. yeah, that might be. I think some... he's my brother. <laughs> Charles P. Thank you, <laughs> Jerome B, Anthony S, and Candy S. So thank you guys all. I think that they all joined in January of this year too. Well, I have to give a shout out to my brother for for being a subscriber I for think being you a should. seeker. Well, I'll give him a shout out too. So, <laughs> all of you, thank you. You make but also us... to other people. Sorry to interrupt. Oh no, I no. mean Chris, Jerome, Anthony. I'm not no, trying to, I mean, hey, I'm not trying to downplay. A brother's that. a brother. You got to you got to rag your brother <laughs> when you can when you got the chance, right? So, no, we want to thank all of them, of course, all of you that subscribe. Mm-hmm. You make this podcast possible. Absolutely. Um, we're we're praying that we get enough subscribers to where the podcast becomes self funding. Yeah. You know, right now it's being funded by many sources, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but primarily through, you know, the jobs that we work, Sandy and I work and, and others, and, and donations, too. We, we want to thank. There are people that donate to the ministry, UTV Now, Unlock the Bible Now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, every, every month, and we're grateful for them as well. So all of those funds are helping uh, make Bible ministry possible. And uh, I think... Um, uh, well, I, I don't know if I should even say this, but we've talked about having a sponsor coming up. The, yeah. the sponsor will, may be already on board now by the time this episode okay. airs. Yeah. Okay. So um, if they are, maybe we can edit this part out. <laughs> but <laughs> if they aren't, uh, that's okay, too. <clears throat> well, it's all about getting the word out to as many people yeah. as possible. 177,000 I, I, I listeners. I was going to mention that because when I think the first time I talked to you about this podcast was, I don't know how long ago, over a year ago. Yeah. And I distinctly remember you saying to me, man, I've got 25,000 unique yeah. listeners, right? <laughs> I looked at the analytics for the podcast yesterday and it was 177,000, two months back to back of 45,000 downloads. Was yeah, that correct. So and the I'm last going, two months have been over forty thousand. Yeah, but it's and that's a great. You sit yeah. here, you know, 
I say we can pat ourselves on the back. I don't really do anything except talk. You do all the research and all that. <laughs> but it's about getting it to 100,000 downloads a month. Yeah. 200,000 downloads yeah, a month. Yeah, that right? is. And, so. and a certain number of subscribers that makes us, um, you know, self-supporting. Yeah. yeah, it makes the podcast yeah. self-supporting. So anyway, just want you all to know that if you want to be a part of that, you can. Yep. And so, John, we, we asked the question last uh, week, did you ever wonder how God spoke to prophets and kings? Yeah. And we saw that in the majority of instances, it was through dreams or visions. There were a few notable exceptions. Mm-hmm. But today, we're going to take a closer look into the dreams and how they might affect uh, our life today. Like, are, are we actually being spoken to by God in dreams and visions now. Okay. And there are many people that would argue, oh, absolutely, I've had dreams, I've had visions. And and I don't discount that. Yeah. You know, if the Lord spoke to me. Now, sometimes there are people that have had things like near-death experiences and out-of-body experiences and, you know, um, whatever you want to call that. Um, uh, what is it when, when you, uh, you're aware you're dreaming? Um, there's uh, a term Vicky used. Lucid? Lucid dreams. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And trait TM and transcendental meditation, you know. Uh, but lucid means that you can control. You can control it, right? Like you can almost program your mind to yeah. what you want to dream about. And I think there's a danger. In that. I think yeah. there's a danger in that. So it opens the pathway, as Vicki Joy Anderson discusses in our interview coming up, um, that you're you're seeking to speak to people in that realm. Yeah, And if God's going to speak to us, we don't need to practice and meditate and do these things to open that pathway. He's going to speak to us. Yeah. If he spoke yeah. without anybody's desire to know it, such as King Abimelech or Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. who were not necessarily God-fearing men, yeah. then uh, they weren't practicing to speak to entities that we are aware of. Yeah, uh, God just spoke to them. So we're going to look into that whole thing, and we start with... I think we have to realize that if if we are communing with the spiritual realm in a dream or a vision, then Satan can certainly have an influence yeah. on that. Go me to Deuteronomy 13 and look in verse 1. And here's, a, you know, if we say a statement like that, as always I will try my best to do to back it up by Scripture, okay. if I can. In verse 1, if there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams... And giveth thee a sign or a wonder. And the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet, or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So the first thing we must do is realize that Satan can influence our dreams as well. Yeah. Because it would be the devil implanting the idea that prophesied this thing's going to come to pass, and when it does, that's a sign that you should go worship other gods. Yeah. And so a prophet stands up in Israel and says, hey, I had a dream, and God told me if this thing comes to pass, we should worship other gods. And God is saying here, don't pay any attention to him. In fact, they were to put him to death. So it says if it, if a, if a, uh, and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and if that sign or wonder comes to pass, right? Yeah. Meaning that if you have a vision or a dream of something that's uh, told you, and then all of a sudden that actually happens, yeah. right? If it's but, contrary to that, the word of God, he says, ignore it. Yeah, but that's also, so does that mean that Satan and demonic powers have the ability to for lack of a better term, see into the future? Because if they can show you something, right? If they say, hey, Scott, and you dream about something, and then it actually happens, but God's saying, hey, you have to analyze this of where this came from, right? But if they show you something and it actually comes to pass, it's like, how did they have that knowledge of what was going to happen? So can they almost time travel a little bit or have that ability. I don't know. I'm just kind of, I, that's what stood out to me in that verse. right? I'm there. 100% with you on this, John. I think your perception is good. Um, that's the whole point of fortune tellers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, false prophets. Mm-hmm. Well, where do they, because sometimes these things happen. If you think of like an Edgar Casey, if you're familiar with that, he's the sleeping mm. prophet. He's called the sleeping prophet. Okay. Uh, he was in the like, late 1800s, early 1900s, something like that. He made a bunch of predictions, some of which came true. You can go back further, Nostradamus and his writings. I don't know if he dreamed it, but they all claim to have been in communication with some spirit 
that told them things. And, and in some mm-hmm. cases, you could say, hmm, that looks like it was fulfilled. Now, I'm not buying everything. That they that they said, yeah, and yeah. claiming that's it. But I know they're not of God if the things they say are contrary to the Word of God. Yeah. So, to answer your question directly, can they tell the future? Can they time travel? Whatever. Luke chapter four, Jesus tempted in the wilderness. He took Jesus up onto a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Yeah, yeah. That's time travel. He wasn't just saying what's here now. He yeah. was saying from the beginning of time to the end, right? So that that was Satan. I suspect it was future. Uh, you know, he could see from that moment forward. I don't know if he could go back to the beginning, and he might have. Okay. Yeah. But I I suspect in my mind, you know, the Roman Empire was in power at the time. Yeah. And all of that, when he when he goes on to say, all this power is delivered unto me. Mm-hmm. That's why he could offer it to Jesus. Yeah. Well, it wasn't delivered to him by God. It was delivered to him by man. Yeah. But through worship of him. Yeah. Worship of the dragon. You know, while Rome was the empire and they worshiped Jupiter. Yeah. Which is Zeus of the Greeks. And mm-hmm. you trace it all the way back. It's Baal. It's Satan. Yeah. Right? So Rome worships the dragon. And... That's how the power was delivered unto him. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I see Satan taking Jesus forward in time to see his empire in the future. America. Yeah. The Roman Empire. Yeah. Right? That's what we are. Mystery mm-hmm. Rome. Yeah. Yeah. Before us, the UK. Before that, Spain or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can keep going through. Who's going to be next after America falls if the Lord tarries? Mm-hmm. You know, it's looking to be either China. It's like Russia, China. Or Russia. Yeah, yeah. It could be. Um, whoever it is, or maybe just AI technology, you know? The metaverse. Yeah. Don't go in. You'll never come out. I'm telling you. You're right. (laughs) That's what they mean by useless eaters. Yeah. You're in the metaverse, and then you're just hooked up to a a tube, and you're just eating all day. You're in the the metaverse, and you never come out. Our original... Why would you want this body when you could be in your metaverse body? Yeah. That's a whole other podcast, right? Our our original (laughs) slogan was, are you ready to take the red pill? Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, there were too many people that had never seen The Matrix, and they didn't know what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But that that's very—I think The Matrix was—I I believe all media, science fiction, books, writings, whatever, yeah, yeah. movies, they're all the satanic global elites revealing their agenda mm-hmm. through symbolism. And symbolism yeah. is their downfall. The Simpsons. Yeah. What's oh, yeah. going on there, yeah. man? Predictions. I've read all kinds. Of, yeah. we're, we're getting way off yeah, base here. <laughs> well, the point is, if the law here gives a strict warning against following prophets or dreamers who prophesy falsely, okay, then evidently Satan can influence dreams. Yeah, you know, either, either is, and that's who people are encountering when they have lucid dreams or astral projection. Yeah. They're in the spiritual realm, the second heaven, and they're talking. So I'm gonna give a little teaser to our interview with. Vicky, Vicky, Joy. Vicky Joy. Another one, because we've been yeah. doing a lot. <laughs> well, because we're going to keep going back to it. But she talked about you're in a dream, and it's like if you're a man, you meet this beautiful woman who is, what do they call it, a succubus? Mm-hmm. It's actually a demon. Yeah. In your dream. Right. Who's trying to tempt you to do something if you're a, a, a woman. Well, I guess it doesn't matter <laughs> these days. But what you have incubus and succubus, which I never realized those. Part of these attacks. Yeah. It's spiritual warfare. It, it really comes to the root of the word nightmare, yeah. You know, which we're going to talk about in that interview. Hmm. That it was an entity that would come and sit on your chest, and it was probably uh, an incubus or succubus, like you yeah. said. Yeah. It's it's really fascinating. Wow. Oh. All right. Yeah. So you you'll want to catch that. Um, Job thirty three. There's a a, a a mention of dreams by uh, one of the guys, one of Job's friends, Elihu, and okay. in verse. Um, 14, it says, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when there's there's the reference to some visions could be night visions which are equated to dreams. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In a dream, in, the vision, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men and slumberings upon the bed, then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction that he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from man. Now, my point is not to argue whether or not Elihu's advice is even true. It's Mm -hmm. just that even in the time of Job, which is before Moses, Mm -hmm. and possibly during the time of Abraham, that may be when Job lived, 
even during that time, it was understood that God spoke, spoke to men through dreams. Hmm. You know, so it's not necessarily me saying Elihu's advice is good advice mm-hmm. or solid truth. It's just that he understood that's how God spoke to men. Yeah. And that matches what God would later write about in Numbers 12 when he said he'll speak to prophets through dreams or visions. Mm-hmm. So that's the understanding. That's how men perceived that men would talk to God okay. through dreams. That was the general understanding at the time. Now let's go to an actual prophet, Jeremiah, where we can rely on what he said to be of God, uh, whether Elihu's advice was true or not. You know, we know this is true. And we're going to read in Jeremiah 23, starting in verse 23. And he says, Am I a, this is God speaking to Jeremiah. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? And that's a comforting thought to know. Mm-hmm. Last week, we closed the conversation about, I don't even want to open the news anymore. Because yeah. I, I just it's depressing. It, yeah. it, it angers me. It, it frustrates me. But no, it doesn't. When I stop and think about it, this is what God said was going to happen. Men works, yeah. men getting worse and worse. Perilous times shall come. Leading up to the last days or, or being a part of it. That's where you have to take some comfort in it, too. Because yeah. if you read the news, you kind of go, there is no hope. Yeah. Right. But you have not through men. You have to go. It's all been written. Amen. Like there's nothing you're going to do. (laughs) Okay. So elections, right? You're not going to vote and we're not going to change. We're not going to change the tide. It's going to happen. What's going to happen is going to happen. It's been written. Yeah. Right. And it has a good ending. Literally said those (laughs) words in a, in a message for Sunday on on my unlock the Bible now series recently about, uh, you can't, there's not a political solution. Oh yeah. You can't vote out demons. Yeah. You can vote out people, but the demons are just going to replace the next group. Yep. You know, so here when he says, am I a God at hand? And it's a rhetorical question. He is at hand. Yeah. He's not far off. So I don't have to worry about the craziness and the chaos. God's here. He's in us. He's sealed us. You know, he's at hand. He's directed. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Nothing's surprising him today. It's shocking to me. But yeah. God's sitting there going, yeah, this is exactly as according to plan. What I said was going to happen. Yeah. Why don't you guys just chill out? Yep. I told you what was going to happen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so therefore we take comfort. Uh-huh. And he's still speaking when he says in verse 24, Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Saith the Lord. Again, comfort in knowing. You think all these wicked people doing deals behind the scenes are getting away with it? God sees it. Yeah. Do not mm-hmm. I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I've heard what the prophets say that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? So the point is, we've got to be very careful if we're going to say that today God spoke to me in a dream. And I've heard men of God and women of God say, I've had these dreams. Um, uh, Recently, a dear sister in Christ has uh, made a comment that, boy, she feels something in in her spirit. It's something like the the levee's about to break, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I don't discount that feeling at all. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit of that sense of, I guess, anxiety in a in a yeah. way my flesh does. I'm comforted by the word of God, but there are sometimes when I think the other shoe's about to drop, hmm. you know. And uh, so I think the sister uh, who who you know and she's dear to us both, but I'm not going to say the name just because, um, you know, I don't want to you know, bring any um, thoughts against her or letters against it. But I think she's not alone. I think a lot of people are having this sense of uh, whatever it is. And I'm not saying people that know they have a hope in Christ. Yeah. And that could be God is preparing us. I can't discount that. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's almost like a collective feeling, right? But it's, it's God sending a message saying, hey, Stop sitting on your laurels. You need to get out and talk to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because the time is near. The time is near. And we've had guests even like L.A. 
yeah. uh, Marzuli, who said, and the Lord told me this, and the Lord told me that. Yeah. And, and then he's also shared with me that I had this dream. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's not claiming to be a prophet. Yeah. He's not claiming that this is going to come to pass. But it was just a personal thing that he felt like the Lord shared something to him. And, and some mm-hmm. things came to pass yeah. after sharing that. So I no longer discount anything. I, I'm going to weigh the spirits. You know, I'm going to try the spirits and see whether it be of God, though. Yeah. So we, we've what we've got to do is be um, like Bereans. They receive the word with all readiness of mind. But then we search the scriptures to yeah. see whether it's true. You know. Well, I think you got to look at the motivation of people that say things like that, right? So if it's a guy like, and we'll use L.A. as an example. Yeah. L.A. says, I had a dream or I had <clears throat> whatever, but he, what does he do with it? He goes out and he's, hey, I need to go talk to more people. I need to make another yeah, documentary. I'm spreading the word. Or is it a guy that's saying, hey, I had this dream and I'm a prophet. You need to send me money yeah. so that I can buy a jet so I can or fly Roberts. around. Remember that? God's yeah. going to kill me if I don't raise five million. Yeah, so whatever. what is the motivation of that yeah. person, right? So exactly. where are they actually receiving that vision or dream from Yeah, or who? That's an excellent point. Hmm. And, and in the case of a person like L.A. talking about a dream, it's it's personal. He doesn't claim to have a revelation of God to change the word of God or, huh. or you know, um, people sometimes might say things like, uh, I saw Jesus in a vision and he told me he's going to appear on this date in this city. And, eh, I don't know about that. You know, you, yeah. you, you can't, uh, outside of the way he said he's not going to return until, the, you know, yeah. what's prophesied in Scripture. So we've got to be careful that if a prophet is given a dream, they are to speak God's word faithfully. Mm-hmm. And it means it can only be true if it is in fact from God. Yeah. So we we got to try those things, but but be open minded about it. And so last week, John, when we closed the the uh, episode about asking the question, uh, is God speaking us to in dreams and visions today? Well, I do believe that He prophesied that He would. Mm-hmm. So we can measure that. So okay. let's go to Joel chapter two, because it is in this prophecy of the book of Joel where God literally wrote and said, I will cause my spirit to do such and such. So it's Joel chapter 2, and we're going to go to verse 28. Sorry, I'm behind you here. That's all right. (laughs) I'll start reading. Go ahead. And it shall come to pass afterward. And keep that word in the back of your mind, afterward. We're going to dive into that a little bit. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. So notice prophecy, dreams, and visions are connected here. Hmm. Okay. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. I do, I do not believe God is revealing anything new to add to his word today. We've, we've got the complete word of God. Mm-hmm. But he did say there will come a time when he would send his spirit and cause his people to dream dreams and to prophesy. And he said it would happen afterward. So okay. we, that requires defining when is afterward. And then when he goes on to say all these things are going to happen, the pouring out of spirit, wonders and signs, before the... Um, the moon is turned into dark before the great terrible day of the Lord come. So any of these things that he's prophesying will occur will happen before the great notable day of the Lord. Okay. So we got at some reference of when afterward would be because it's going to be before the great and terrible day of the Lord. That's got to be the wrath of God. The okay. great and terrible day of the Lord is when God begins to pour his wrath out. Is there any significance to the fact that spirit is lowercase? It always is in the Old Testament. The word spirit yeah. is always lowercase. Unless it's the proper the name. Holy of the Spirit, yeah. yeah. And it is his Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But it's not capitalized until um, you see the um, the change and giving the comforter would come uh, by Jesus Christ. Okay. Even if you go to Genesis chapter 1, where it's, uh, you see one instance where it's capital uh, in verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God is capital there. Yeah. Moved upon the face of the waters. In many cases, it's uh, this pouring out of his Spirit is lowercase because it's the action of the Spirit. 
Okay. But we're going to see it used in the book of Acts, the very same site, and you might see a capital S. Okay. I can't remember, but we'll find out in just a moment. First thing we're going to do is look at the word afterward in the Hebrew. Okay. So it's the Hebrew word achar. And among the definitions in Strong's Concordances, after the following part, behind or the, behind the place of, or hinder, and afterwards of time. So it's used in a lot of ways, but it means the hinder part or afterwards of time. So it seems to be referring to the latter days. Okay. Or the last days or before the great and notable day of the Lord. So we can get that from the context and from looking at the Hebrew letter. Okay. But if we go to the same passage cited by Peter in the book of Acts, mm -hmm. then we see a capital of S for a spirit. Okay. And we get a better definition of the time. So let's go to Acts 2. Acts chapter 2 and verse 16. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So he's literally citing what we just read in Joel 2. Okay. All right? But look how he words it in verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days. He defines afterward for us. Hmm. From the Hebrew, it's, it's Greek here, but from the Hebrew, it's what he's saying. Yeah. So if the Spirit of God is speaking through Peter, and we know he is, then he just gave us the definition of afterwards, in the last days. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. He says, It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit, capital S. Yeah. So it was the Holy Spirit in, in Joel 2. And your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. Notice the words of my spirit in both cases. Mm -hmm. So it's like the action of the Holy Spirit. The portion, if you will, okay. of my spirit. And they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And then I like hmm. the next verse, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we see Joel chapter 2 cited by Peter here in the book of Acts. And he uses in the last days. I believe one of the ways God may be speaking to us today is in visions and dreams at the least. Hmm. He may not yet be pouring out of his spirit. We yeah. could say there's a connection only to Israel here. Okay. And there might be. But as is often the case in prophecy and scripture, there's more than one meaning. Mm -hmm. Right now, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah. We know yeah. that's true. Yeah. If there's twofold meanings to it, one is pertaining to Israel and God's going to be dealing with them as a nation again. Yeah. But if he's going to do that, would he not also maybe give some wisdom to the church, the body of Christ? You know, yeah. to the to the church in the world today that's going to be raptured out. Could he might be giving us something? So a passage you brought up before. And we've discussed in, in, at length, and we're going to discuss again, is Daniel 12 when he says knowledge shall increase. Yeah. Let's turn there for the sake of our listeners who might not have heard us discuss it in the past and read the passage so we can discuss the actual portion I want to talk about. Okay. Daniel 12, verse 4. Uh, there's an angel speaking to Daniel, probably Gabriel. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. And uh, when we had Ryan Peterson mm -hmm. at our summit this year, uh, I asked him, do you think that book could be the book of life? And he says, no, uh, the, the book in the hand of, the, of God when Jesus takes it and opens the seals mm -hmm. in Revelation 5. Um, and he thinks, no, it's this book. 
Okay. This is the one that's sealed. Okay. <clears throat> but then he says, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. When? Well, in the time of the end, the yeah. last days. So we've spoken about the last days or the time of the end being characterized by knowledge increasing. And we apply this to things like human technology, AI, which we're yeah. going to do an episode on shortly. Yeah. But what about knowledge of God's word being increased? Our understanding of it. Yeah. 400 years ago, when they translated the King James Bible, you know, from the original text into English, was there a need for people to know about the rapture? UFOs, AI? Yeah, no. Whatever. I mean, things that we talk about that are controversial today. Yeah. Their greatest need was to have the gospel in English and the word of God yeah. in, a, in a language they could read had been kept in Latin for a thousand years. You know? Yeah. So, and with the advent of the printing press, you know, mm -hmm. that was a technological advancement that certainly was used by Satan for bad, you know, fake news, propaganda, lies. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it was used to translate the word of God. Yeah. And that was used for great good in, in preaching and evangelizing the world. So the same today. I mean, we've got we use media platforms like the podcasting, yeah, to get the word of God out. But a lot of people are using it to disseminate all kind of deception. Oh yeah, the internet, whatever. So, what if God is speaking in dreams and visions and other mechanisms mm -hmm. to help? The saints gain understanding on what's happening in the world. Can we rule that out? You know, I don't think we can. Hmm. Um, go to Matthew chapter one. Um, last week, oh, something weird is happening. We here. had a glitch on my computer. Here. Yeah, we sure did. Um, it's all right. It didn't want to go backwards. So weird. the knowledge will increase. You, I mean, in your opinion, is that the internet? Or is that just a part of it? A part of it, That's yeah. That's part of it, right? Could, because could, the well, knowledge is increasing through the internet. Right? I mean, we saw the internet come up in the 90s, right? And now it's like you have so much more information at your fingertips anytime you want it, right? Absolutely. Where before you had to go to higher learning, school, whatever, and you were given knowledge, yeah, right? right? Now it's like, well, what's the difference of this and this? Well, you just pull up your iPhone and look it up. Boom. There yeah. it is. I don't know. You know? And then, as, as we're going to see when we discuss AI, um, is there a possibility that it's going to get so advanced in the knowledge of the Internet, it's going to be so quickly accessed by computers that if we don't have a computer interface in our brains to connect to it, we're not going to be able to keep up. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I've never thought of that. But, yeah, so that yeah. goes to the mark, right? If you don't have that chip in your forehead, you're literally going to have a normal IQ, which would be whatever, yeah. 100. But if you've got the chip, your IQ is a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! There could that's be scary. something to that. There could be something to that. Not that I'm saying that the chip is the mark of the beast, but I think it all connects. Mm -hmm. There's a connection between artificial intelligence, I think, and, and uh, what's coming up. Yeah. The, the the mark is a genetic change. I, I truly yeah. believe it's going to be a genetic manipulation. But if you look in Matthew chapter 1, and we were talking about how God spoke to people in dreams, well, Joseph was spoken to in a dream. Okay. And notice verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Well, obviously, if he doesn't know what's going on concerning the Holy Ghost, and his fiance is now pregnant mm -hmm. and they've never been together he would divorce her from the espousal you know breaking the betrothal yeah because hey i'm not gonna she's she's tainted goods now mm -hmm. but then joseph her husband being a just man and not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away pri privily he was going to secretly do this but while he thought on these things behold the angel of the lord appeared unto him in a dream saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Well, then angels appear in dreams. Mm -hmm. And in this case, an angel appears in a dream to Joseph, so he will continue to do what was, he's revealing to her what's going to happen. Verse 21, 
and he shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of by the Lord, by the prophet, saying, and this is Isaiah. Well, how did the prophet Isaiah get this word of God? Well, we know it's through dreams yeah. and visions. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised up from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, Mary, and knew her not, and they had no relations, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. So even gave him the name, because he probably should have named him, or normally would have named him after someone in his family. Yeah. And um, But he named him Jesus. So as an extreme example... God uh, used the angel of the Lord to speak to Joseph in a dream in order that the prophecy surrounding the birth of Christ would come to pass. Yeah. You know, how did God bring about his word to come, to happen? Well, he revealed a truth to Joseph in a dream, mm-hmm. you know. Is it possible God will speak to certain individuals by dreams in order to bring future prophecies to pass? Hmm, okay. You know, we'll look at another example that's yeah. already happened. But in other words... God for, for spoke that a, a man would be the Antichrist, that there would be a false prophet, that there would um, you know, be other things that are going to come to pass that haven't yet happened. Could it be that he's going to speak to the heart of an individual to cause these things to come to pass? Yeah. He did with Joseph here. Look in chapter 2, Matthew 2, verse 12. Now we're looking at an example of the wise men. They come to worship the king after he's born, they tell Herod the king that they've seen his sign. He says, when you find him, tell me so I can go worship him. But they have plans. He has plans to kill yeah. the child. The kings don't know this. Or excuse me, the wise men don't know this. Verse 12. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod. This is after they find him. They departed into their own country another way. So when they, they had no idea that Herod planned to kill the baby. God warned them in a dream to fulfill his will concerning Christ that he would not be destroyed by Herod. Thwarting Satan's agenda. Yeah. Right? These and then, are some very vivid dreams, by the way. Yeah, can right? you imagine? Well, I mean, one, these guys are, are going against Herod's orders. Yeah. you got to think, I mean, Herod's probably, or not probably, he's a very powerful individual. Yeah. And they're he could like, have had him killed. So they had a dream saying, don't take this information back to this guy. And they followed the dream rather than Herod, right? Who would have had them killed? Right. By the way, I mean, for Joseph, I mean, he has a dream. It says, hey, your wife's going to be pregnant. It's not by you. Yeah. Right? And then he, I mean, that's such a vivid dream that he's like, yeah, I believe it, right? Right. It's not just stuff you, this isn't your average dream here. You know, I dream dreams and I wake up, I can't even remember them. Yeah. He, didn't re- he, he remembered this. Yeah. This well, was clear. These, these guys right here, it was enough to make them defy hair. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a very vivid dream. And Joseph had several dreams there. Take him into Egypt, you know, mm-hmm. get out of here. And it brought forth to, fill, to be fulfilling a scripture of, out of Egypt shall I call my son. Yeah. You know, he would have had no reason to go to Egypt except to mm-hmm. find out that Herod wanted to kill him and whatever. Uh, go to Matthew 27. Now, here's a, a really interesting statement that, that happens. Pontius Pilate is about to have Jesus crucified. You know, he's at trial here. Look in verse 19. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife, Pilate's wife, sent unto him saying, have thou nothing to do with that just man? She's talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Hmm. The wife of Pontius Pilate was given a dream about Jesus being innocent. Yeah. Verse 20, but the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas in place of Jesus and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, "Which shall I then? Uh, what shall I do then with Jesus, which is Christ?" They say unto him, "Let him be crucified." And the governor said, "Why? What evil hath he done?" Because he said, "I examined him; I can't find any fault in him." Yeah. But they cried out the more, saying, "Let him be crucified." So even Pontius Pilate's wife had a dream about Pilate judging Jesus, and we don't know if the dream was from the Lord or not, but I, I believe it probably was, and, yeah. and God chose to include it, include it in this account of Jesus's unfair trial. 
So, you know, there must have been something to that. How did Matthew even know about this dream? Hmm. You know, so um, somehow he had word in and probably because of his connection being a tax collector. Yeah. You know, that he knew perhaps one of the guards that was there. Yeah. You know, Hmm. but either way, you know, why write that if it wasn't significant? And I think maybe the Lord gave her that dream. Yeah. So we, we could classify her as an unbeliever. You think the Lord gave her that dream? You don't think it was demonically inspired because they were trying to kill Jesus? I think Jesus, the, the devil wanted to kill Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. They saw that as a victory right there. They yeah. were like, hey, we're going to put an end to this. Right. It was uh-huh. almost, to me, in my mind, it's a good question, but in my mind, I'm thinking the devil wasn't trying to prevent the death of Jesus Christ, he was trying to cause it. So if she says, don't yeah. do this, his wife, because of the dream, then she's trying to save him. So to me, it was of God almost yeah. as if to say, I have given you every opportunity to do the right thing, but you didn't. You know, Now, God, it was his will that Jesus Christ died. Yeah. But yeah. it was almost like he was trying to give Pontius Pilate a way to bow out. It, God would have found another way to see to it that he was well, crucified. He almost did, though, because he went to the Jewish people and he said, there's nothing wrong with this he guy. Tried. He right? tried. Right? What do you want to do? Yeah. Now, he didn't stand up for Jesus. He didn't so say he nothing. Spineless. Yeah. Ultimately. And that's why he basically said, I'm washing my hands of this. Like, I, I, all right, you guys do whatever you want. It's not on me. I mean, how many of us don't listen to the our wives if they say something? I mean, we, obviously, we, we <laughs> a lot of things our wives say, unfortunately, to our detriment. But if, if, if your wife came to you and said, John, I don't think we should do this, you're planning on... Uh, making this change in our life, and I've had a dream, and man, I don't think we should do this. You would at least listen to her. You yeah, know? I yeah. Mean, I mean, we're not we're stubborn, but we're not completely stupid. <laughs> you know, we now, would, use a better example than me, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I would say that you know, there's yeah. plenty of things my wife counsels me on, and I should have listened to her and didn't. But if she made the case that I had a dream about this, and I don't think you should make that be different. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a different thing, you know, because then you'd be making a decision, just ignoring her counsel and the repercussions of that mm-hmm. alone would be uh, turmoil in the relationship. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm thinking, you know, it was a pretty strong warning from his wife that he ignored. Yeah. And that shows his integrity or lack thereof. Go to Second Corinthians hmm. chapter 12, because... <clears throat> In all the 13 epistles that Paul wrote, and all the years we've studied it, did we ever stop to think that God revealed these truths to Paul in dreams? Okay. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Hmm. So did God reveal these things to Paul through visions and revelations? He said he did. Yeah. And, and they were yet to come. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body, I cannot tell, whether out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth, such a one caught up to the third heaven. Now, I've always contended that when Paul experienced this, because of the statement, look at verse 3, and I knew such a man, whether in the body, out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter, of such an one will I glory, the, 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 in, whether in the body, out of the body, he said, such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. I've always believed that Paul was probably killed when he was stoned at Lystra. Okay. And he had, uh, he experienced the rapture. experience, yeah. But <clears throat> he's calling this a revelation. He says, I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body, so we can't know for sure. But could this really have been a vision? Wow. Or a okay. dream, if he was unconscious and they left him for dead. Yeah. So, um, and he has, um, whether it was a dream or Paul actually stoned to death and, and experienced it, we can assume he was unconscious during the revelation. Yeah. Could some of Paul's other revelations have been visions or dreams? I think it's very possible that he did. And of course, he encountered the Lord Jesus himself on the road to Damascus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there clearly could have been other instances where he did see things outside of a vision. Or was that actually a day vision? You know, the men mm-hmm. didn't see it. They heard a voice. And for all we know, the voice they heard was Paul talking to nothing. Yeah. But uh, the Lord spoke to him, we know, hmm. in Acts 9. So could that have been a vision? You know, it's possible. You know, if you're on a long trip riding on a horse and it's a slow gait, 
could you fall asleep <laughs> or fall yeah. into a yeah. trance? I suspect you could. I don't know. And we're, we're assuming he was riding a horse. We don't know. Mm-hmm. So go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 5 to kind of bring this to a conclusion. Um, remember, Ecclesiastes is written by Solomon. And it's, uh, it's, it's God's wisdom of, to the world. I mean, it's, it's like these things are true whether we believe it or not, you know. Uh, in chapter 5, verse 7, we read these words. For in the multitude of dreams and many words, there are also diverse vanities, but fear thou God. I read this because if we're going to claim that God spoke to us in a dream or vision, we better be certain it is of the Lord. Yeah. Because there's vanity, uh, a multitude, uh, or there's, there are diverse vanities. Yeah, there could be some false things. It could be Satan pretending yeah. to give a, a person. Speaking to you in your dreams. Uh, absolutely. So we need to pay attention to the warnings about false dreams and false prophets if we're going to make any claim that we might be getting some word today. And I, again, I don't mean, it could be a personal statement that God is telling you in your life. Yeah. <clears throat> that's not meant to be broadcast or published. But if we're going to claim God gave me this word and a vision, then, um, you know, and a lot of times they'll make statements that can't be proven or disproven yeah, by yeah. the scriptures. But uh, regardless of what it is, we need to pay heed to the false prophecy warnings. Mm-hmm. And we see one in Jeremiah. So flip over to Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah, right after Daniel? Uh, Before Daniel, right after Isaiah. Before Daniel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn all these books one of these days. We'll get there, right? (laughs) And we're going to read in verse 32. So it'll be Daniel 23, 32. And he says, the Lord speaking, Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them. So if you have a dream and you're not sure, don't tell it. Hmm. You know? And cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. Now, again, there's a context to Israel, which tells me that when God does pour out his spirit for them to know the truth, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and if it's just related to Israel, then he's warning them not to listen to the ones that prophesy falsely. Okay. And how would we know? Well, we got to try the spirit, whether they be of God. But if we apply it today and say maybe God's giving us wisdom and knowledge through visions and dreams, and because we're in the last days, at least I believe we are, mm-hmm. then he might still tell his people that aren't connected to Israel, we're close, we're close, mm-hmm. you know. But we've got to be careful not to testify lies yeah. in, uh, in it for his name, you know. And maybe deceive the body of Christ into thinking, oh, the Lord's going to come back on this day when he said no man knows the day or yeah. the hour, yeah. you know. That's just an extreme example. Now, if you flip right past Jeremiah to Lamentations, the very next book, chapter 2, we see another statement about it. So turn to Lamentations 2, 9, John. In verse 9, we read, Her gates are sunk into the ground. We're talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. He hath destroyed and broken her bars. Her king and her princes are among the Gentiles. The law is no more. Her prophets also find no vision from the Lord. Hmm. So we should also consider that the prophecy of Joel could be to all God's people, but it may be in response to the end time in Israel. Okay. When God would not give his, he hasn't been giving visions to his prophets when they're low am I. Yeah. Through the beginning of sorrows, there's no word from God. The law is no more. And of course, the law ended in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. But um, if, we, if we think about that, we might want to be careful how we're going to apply. I'll pour out my spirit. Your young men dream dreams could only be connected to Israel. Yeah. You know, there's always more than one application, but we want to make sure that if that's what this means, it could be an answer to this. So it tells us to, to, be, to tread lightly yeah. Yeah. on the idea of, oh, I'm one of those he's poured out his spirit on. Because who doesn't want to say, be able to say, oh, God's giving me visions. You know, God's giving me dreams. And then it becomes a... A pride thing. You know, it could yeah. be a selfish thing. Now, look in Ezekiel 7 in closing. Okay. Verse 23. Make a chain 
for the land is full of bloody crimes and the city is full of violence. Wherefore, I will bring the worst of the heathen and they, um, sorry. Yeah, okay, I'm in the right place. Okay. Wherefore, I will bring the worst of the heathen and they shall possess their houses. I will also make the pomp of the strong to cease and their holy places shall be defiled. Destruction cometh and they shall seek peace and there shall be none. Mischief shall come upon mischief and rumor shall be upon rumor. Then shall they seek a vision of the prophet, but the law shall perish from the priest and counsel from the ancients. You know, so all of this is very clear that God would stop speaking to Israel when they became scattered, blinded, and not my people. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's a possibility that the dreams and visions will only start again for Israel and when he's dealing with them as again as a nation. Okay. But I don't know that we can completely rule out the fact that God might talk to us through visions and dreams today concerning the last days. In fact, I think that he might, and we should weigh it against the truth of the scriptures. Yeah, yeah. Try the spirits, whether they be of God. Because as we're going to see next week with our interview with Vicki Joy Anderson, Mm -hmm. there could be other spirits speaking to us in visions and dreams trying to prophesy falsely. Wow. And we want to take great heed that we not succumb to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That yeah. could be one way they're talking to us. Yeah. Better study your Bible or else you're not going to know who's talking to you. What are we going to measure these words against? Yeah, you know, we, exactly. This is all you have to yeah. measure it against. Wow. So that's why it's so important that we uh, compare spiritual things with spiritual. Yeah. You know, hmm. for the Word of God. Interesting. Thanks, John. Yeah. That was great. As always, thank you for listening, folks. We appreciate you tuning in each time. And so you don't want to miss next week's episode. No, you definitely don't want to miss that interview. We're going to talk about sleep sleep paralysis attacks with Vicki Joy Anderson. And um, it's a good one. If you've ever been thinking, am I going to subscribe or am I not going to subscribe? <laughs> now you want to subscribe because next week is going to be pretty crazy, that interview. You bet. It was awesome. So one more time, I'm going to try our sign-off slogan. Until next time, watch and look up. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com.